welcome to the Real Marriage Podcast. We are your hosts, Griffin and Heather Gilstrap, and we are back wanting to chat more about balancing all of the parts of your life. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The many, many parts of life. (laughs) That's all I got. That's awesome. What a great intro. I just went to Costco and like with our family of seven people, like it is such a process to like get everything and get it in the car and then get it home. It's like hours of just to have to know you got to do it again. People (laughs) just look on you with pity though when you're there, right? With even two kids. They're like, what is, where's your husband? What's his problem? Why (laughs) isn't he helping you? A man pulled up and he goes, do you need help? And I was like, you know, yeah. <laughs> and so he parked his car. He was leaving. And he saw me and parked, reparked <laughs> his car and came to help me. Good man. Because you've was. been, you've been, uh, you've pointed out a few times when people just walk right by you and go about their day. Oh, yeah. When you're struggling. That happens sometimes. <laughs> carrying a baby. and So that's that was all I had for the intro. Sorry. That was fantastic. <laughs> it's about where our heads are at right now, isn't it? Oh, I'm trying to balance, baby. Well, it's a, it's a crazy world going on right now. There's a lot to, uh, to balance, I guess. I guess you could say mentally, emotionally, physically, <clears throat> but uh, we really liked the conversation last week. It was very broad, you know, touching base on how we balance different things. And again, I think a lot of people try to look at how we balance marriage, ministry, your dreams, ourselves, five kids, and all of that. And of course, like we said last week, we're constantly trying to figure it out. And it kind of led us into uh, a discussion that I think will be. Uh, we'll see where it even goes today <laughs> as we're trying to think through the different dynamics of this. But I think what you and I would agree with is it's been a constant evolution as we've added more, as our lives have changed, as we've moved across a few states, as we've gone through different seasons. That's kind of the key word today. Um, we've had to really adjust and figure it out along the way, right? I don't think it's been a very clear path I think the way we've had to approach it is as we've gone through different seasons, we've had to learn how to communicate and adjust to whatever season we're walking into. Yeah. And I think even if you're just looking at seasons with like a baby and how much a baby will change and you'll have it fixed and set up and working and then that baby changes (laughs) and you literally have to learn it all over again. Yep. It's, it's, there's so much you can learn just from that example of like as your life shifts and as you change, um, the season changes, your job changes, your roles change, the amount of children you have, all of those different things are just going to happen, which causes you to grow, which is the goal. You want to yep. grow and be stronger and your marriage to be stronger. Um, you've got to be really aware of your season because with every season comes a different rhythm of your day, different boundaries. And if you're trying to do in your new season what you did in your old, mm. a year, it's just not going to work the same at That's all. a good point because I think a lot of people, we try to just – some people are very meticulous planners, thinkers, right? Um, that type of personality. But man, life is such a constant adjustment financially, your time. To your point, we throw kids in the mix. I mean, that just changes your schedule, changes where you spend your time, how you spend your time with each other. And it just really throws off. There's never really an arrival, no. right? As far as what your time looks like or having a plan, it's more mindsets, I think, and how you choose to communicate and operate as a couple to know how to adjust as you go into new phases of life. And I think what we've seen in 10 years is we've never been prepared for the next season, right? <laughs> to, to balance. We walk into another child and it throws the balance off of our time together, how 
extra work time or what we can do around the house. I mean, it's a constant learning process of like, whoa, well, this is new and this feels different. How are we going to operate now? And we really have to be on our toes with that. And I think our culture too is very big on making you feel that you need to be producing all the time, that you should just keep going, like, like stay busy. Like that's what's do more. That is what you need to be doing. And if like rest is wrong, basically, and slowing down is you're going to step out of the race and you're not going to be keeping up. And there's just this frantic like pace that's almost been set in our culture and in Mm. our, and I think it's maybe different generations, different uh, reasons why. But I think it's, um, it can really make you feel like a lot of anxiety to try and feel like I just need to keep up with what everyone's doing when that just might not be the season that you're in. That's a good point. Don't you feel like um, it's, there's almost a constant feeling because in the evolution of marriage and having kids and work and moving up the ladder and changes and moving, you always can feel sometimes like you're failing. And like, you don't have it figured out. And are we doing this right? And how those people on Instagram and Facebook are doing it and how great and happy they look versus how you look. I feel like uh, in the process of figuring out how to balance it all, you can, you can consistently feel like you're failing, maybe not completely, but in certain areas that you'd like to be spending more time on or doing better with. It's like, man, we can't fully figure out how to do it all well, to your point. Yeah. When I, so when it comes to seasons, and if we're talking about, um, well, I, I'll just speak from parenting and motherhood and taking care of the home and what that looks like. Like you have, and I just had a conversation last night with a friend from Florida who just had her second baby and she was feeling very overwhelmed. And I, and I tried to gently remind her, like, you've never been a mom of two before. Yeah, you've had a baby before, but it is completely different now now you're trying to figure out how to not let them feel left out. And she totally felt like she was failing. Right. And I was like, you've never done this before. And so there's something so true when you remember that every season you start almost new. Whatever you're doing, you've probably never done it before. And we can't despise small beginnings, even just how, and I'm very poetic in my thoughts. Not like I write good poetry, but I just think in color and shape and... <laughs> There's not a lot of logic going up in there. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) But I've been paying attention to the seasons because I've never experienced them. And watching the trees that look like they were dead all winter now come back to life. And there's these little buds forming. It's like everything starts off so small and as a seed. And there's these incredible daisies and tulips popping out of the ground that are so green and so bright colors. I didn't even know you were there. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like there's so much happening that you don't even know about. And so just honoring the season you're in, being really aware of the season you're in and remembering that you're not meant to produce all the time, that you're a soul. Your soul needs care. Like we need community. We're meant to be like working to have, like there's something so amazing when I'm reading through scripture. Um, even the Proverbs 31 woman, how she's described and Jesus, um, not putting those two in the same category, but <laughs> there's a proximity to them. Like Jesus was with people you know, eating with people and, and could reach out and touch them, you know, mm-hmm. in Proverbs 31, where it says she, she reaches her hand out and extends to the poor. It's like, there's a, we're just meant to be in community and we're not, uh, that's real. Like Instagram's not real. I'm kind of yeah. going on a bunny trail right now, but <laughs> um, these are just my thoughts. And so recognizing the season you're in to where if you're a brand new mom of two, 
don't compare your life to someone who's had two kids for like two years. Yeah. And oh, wow, she's got it all put together. Well, I had hope so. (laughs) She's found that rhythm and that flow. You're brand new. It's okay to not be okay yet. Yeah. And I think probably a lot of our listeners, maybe younger, maybe, you know, walking into first time parenthood or wanting to have start a family or just got married or whatever the season looks like. And there's just so many challenges that go along with it. So it is a constant willingness to learn, but learning together. And so you talk about community and I think about marriage and what God has provided through, you know, the marriage process and how we're meant to be team players and encouraging along the way. There's going to be friction and challenges that you you face together as you feel the, I don't know if we're doing this well, or I feel like I'm failing as a mom. And That I want to get into a little bit for you personally. We'll both have, you know, one different thing where we've maybe had to learn a lot with with balancing certain aspects of our life and how it's affected the other areas of our lives. Yeah. Um, but how often have you <clears throat> felt along those lines as a mom? You know, you always want to be better as a mom, but you feel like you're neglecting me or you're neglecting uh, what you would call your first priority, which is me and our marriage. And biblically, that's kind of how it's placed. But the role you carry as a mom just forces a change in how much time and attention and energy you can give towards yourself and writing, but also to me. And that's been a, a place of struggle for you personally, I feel like. in you know, you throw five kids in there. It's been a constant thought process <laughs> of how do you balance like, not just one child, but multiple versus, you know, the the desire to be a great wife, the desire to pursue your own personal things and kind of the balancing act, maybe in your heart or feeling like, man, am I able to to handle this and give all that I can to all that I want to? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a really great question. That's a deep, <laughs> long path, right? Yeah. But that's one of the the time, if I think about our marriage, the one thing you've really tried to you know, think through and figure out is how to do that well mm-hmm. and feeling like, am I given Griffin enough? Because mm-hmm. once we had kids, the marriage aspect of it, it totally changed right. because now we had to give more to another person in the family. Well, I think the nurturing nature of a woman kicks in when she, be- the nurturing na- nature of a woman kicks in when she becomes a mom and it, you can't turn that off. <laughs> <laughs> right. And there right. can be this easy thought pattern to go down of like, oh, he's fine. He can take care of himself for like, he doesn't need my touch as much as the babies do. Like, and you can almost get like in this place of just like, eh, he, he can wait, like speaking about you <laughs> right, right. Um, because they're crying or they need me or their needs are so intense or, and you're not crying like a two-year-old, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but you're showing me in different ways that you need that. And so I think I've had to, and I love what we've, the phrase we've kind of keen for this year is keep it simple, literally like keep it simple. Yeah. And so I think when we spend time together or we, I'm, I'm trying to find ways to love you. I just, I literally keep it simple. Like I've been little ways of I'm going to um, cook your favorite foods for dinner, which I've done a ton. Just be like, this is me showing you I love you. Right. And um, I think even just being really intentional when we have moments together to meet you at the door with a kiss. Sometimes you have to come down to the floor because I'm usually <laughs> changing a diaper or doing something. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's it's definitely not easy to balance that. But um or before you get home, I will like straighten up the house a little bit so you don't come home to chaos. Not that you've ever asked me to do that. It's just a way of 
I want to be loving to you, I will like check myself in the mirror, maybe the first time the whole day and be like, I'm going to look a little put together for him. <laughs> but it's like a simple thing that sure, I can sure. do. You're showing just, just like, to be like, Hey, I like, yeah. So that's one I think too. And I think with every child we've added in, in the seasons of your children of like a newborn to a toddler to then you're learning how to handle and manage so many it's really a knowing your boundaries. Um, and in some seasons you have more boundaries than others. Like when I have a newborn, I, my boundaries are just bigger and the space I have is just a lot smaller. Boundaries for like what you say yes to or yes. where you spend your time or your energy. All of that. Yeah. 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 And, and for my expectations, like I have very low expectations right now. Right. Like I don't have a workout schedule because I know that it's, it's it's unpredictable your yeah. schedule. So yeah. if by Sunday I've gotten three three workouts in, good job, Heather. Like pat on the back. But so you kind of look for little wins, right? So you just had I know five in. We know a lot about what the newborn stage looks like and the role you play with all the kids. But you've kind of had to step back if I hear what you're saying correctly and be like, what are small wins? And let me just lower the expectations on how much I can do, where I can spread my time, be all in with what I'm, you know, need to with the child and the kids, but find little moments of victory elsewhere. Is that kind of what you're saying? And then, yeah. And then I don't feel like I'm failing, you know, like I tried, I was invited to speak at a, a middle mm. school, high school girls. And like, my heart was like, yes. And I actually said yes. And then you and I went on a date and Willow was a disaster. <laughs> and I was like, I can't, I can't do it yet. Sure. The boundaries, it's just not, I could try and it could be a mess and I'll be stressed. That's not keeping it simple. That's going to make it harder for me, harder for whoever's going to watch her. Mm. It's like, I need to just say no and know that another season will, will come where I can do that. But this isn't the season for that. Yep. And learning to just like be okay with that. Because I will never get this back. I've said that a few times, but no, for real, this is the last newborn. <laughs> That's a good point. Because every season is a season. Yes. You know, and so as you're adjusting to it and trying to figure out how to do it well, we've had to be, we've said this before, but really good at saying no. We're, we're kind of limited on where we can spend our time and, you know, spread ourselves out to certain things. And so we've probably gotten used to that over time and really honed in on what matters the most, but it, it's such a challenge in a, in a big way. And I was just thinking real quick about, I think what we've learned to do with that, because you do have a high level of expectation on yourself and you'd like to be able to do everything for everybody at all times. Which is my personality. Yeah. Yes. But I think what you've done a good job is acknowledging, number one, you can't do everything. I've let you off the hook with that, just noticing you want to, but like you don't have to do that. I think we just have a good conversation about you check in, like, am I giving you enough? Mm -hmm. Like we know the balance is shifted to the kids. And so at certain times you're just good at asking. I think you've done a really good job over the years of, am I loving you well enough? You know, how can I love you better and finding very clear ways so that's not forgotten about. And in my seat over here, I'm like, man, she's feeding a child for like ever for her entire <laughs> time we've been married. And so it's hard to even put myself in there. And so you've created an invitation for a good conversation. And I think that's healthy. The communication lines have been open to just acknowledge, man, this is a lot. 
I appreciate that your heart is still to love me, but I get it. And it's just a way to keep the communication open and encourage one another through that. Does that make sense? Yeah. I that's yeah. Thank you for saying that. I've tried. And <laughs> I think communication is always such a key and I, you see me better than I do. And yeah. I see you and I, and as you are married longer and longer, you're going to learn your spouse and you're going to learn, like, I know what that face meant. I know what that sigh meant. I know like that they're not okay. And they will show you the warning signs of what's going on internally. And so just being really selfless with that and just like, even though I want to go have a break and maybe I should get one, it's like, hey, you're, I can see you're not doing okay. Yeah. And because I think that's that love and respect that's in the Bible of it's like husbands love your wives, let's Christ love the church and wives respect your husband. And so when you can take care of each other, like I respect you because you love me and you love me because I respect you. Right. And it it's works this, hand in if, hand. Yeah. And it just keeps going and going and going. Cause if I didn't respect you, it'd be, it'd be not as fun to love me, you know? Fair. No, so, it works. It works absolutely both ways. Yeah. Which, you know, you just kind of talked about me a little bit. We can end talking about where I think we've had to adjust uh, with the balance of my kind of, growth and evolution in our marriage for 10 years, which has been work, right? So ministry and the demands of like, I'm a first generation pastor. And so going into the previous church, Harborside, which was a large church, a growing church, and I don't want to say pressure, but just like a really big desire to do well in Mm -hmm. that season. And I think that's been one of our biggest challenges of figuring out like how I balance the work and the demands of the schedule. And, you know, I'm leaving tonight for small groups and giving you, you know, your night alone with five kids and all of that. And just having to figure out the rhythm of us being apart through work and that sort of thing. Wouldn't you say that's been one of our not challenges, but we've had to really figure out what that looks like. Well, yeah. I mean, do you think you put a pressure on yourself internally because you're the head of the household, you're the only income and like, and that natural, I think fear for men is I don't want to fail. Oh yeah. Tons of it. And I don't know if I felt there was insecurities of like, do I even know what I'm doing? You know, trying to prove myself to myself early on and, and for, you know, a decent amount of time at Harbor site. And then, you know, trying to prove myself to leadership and all of that, which was almost all from my own head, right? And so I think a lot of men uh, struggle with that fear of failure and not wanting to let anyone down, right? But but then in turn, oh my goodness, all of a sudden we have three kids, we're living in a condo, we need to get a house, you know, I'm making the most money just by the nature of how we're doing it. So right. yeah, there's just, there's kind of built-in pressure that could just rise up very quickly, which makes me want to pour more into work to do it well. So with the season that you're in now of, you know, we literally moved our family, God called us to, but it was for your job, you know? Yeah. Um, And then do you feel that you've had to adjust yourself to this new season? Like, have you felt more stress? Have you felt like our marriage you've needed more from me or has it been harder to come home? There's a lot of questions. Has it been harder to come home to five children because of your job? Like just because it's different and it's new and we're, it's still pretty fresh. It's only been, it's not even been a year yet, you know, but does it, what have you had to do or what have you noticed in this new season with work of balancing you and me and then 
five, a whole handful of children. <laughs> I get overwhelmed. That was like 13 questions so in sorry. one. But um, do what you can. <laughs> no, I think I'm way more confident in myself and my calling. And, you know, I feel like I've walked into what I'm supposed to be doing for my life. So there's a confidence with that. That's of, good. Yeah. That I feel more in this role and what we're doing now than maybe I've ever felt, to be quite honest with you. That's so awesome. there's less pressure for some reason, although the the role is bigger. Yeah. And so I, I just feel in God's will and very confident in in what I'm doing more because of what he's doing kind of thing. Yeah. So I think every time a child is thrown into the midst for us, for whatever reason, it feels heightened when yeah. there's a newborn. And I think because uh, I think that mixed in with the new job, an unfamiliar place, learning all this stuff, it's like information overload constantly through work and the culture and the people. And it's all good, but just a lot, a lot of new. And then wanting to bring my best home knowing all the demands that you have on, you know, taking care of the baby plus the four, you know, my role always has to rise with the other kids, which is really good for all of us. It is really beautiful. I think it's just mental, you know, and I'm an inward processor. I'm not an emotional, emotive type of person. And so I think it's consistently talking about it and checking in and praying into those types of things. Uh, but I think when our our plate is so full, I feel like it's much easier to get overwhelmed, stressed, and kind of anxious because it's like so packed. One more thing or one difficult thing just feels a little bit more fragile. Yeah, easily. So do you feel like your mind is just in overload? Yeah, constantly just trying to capture things and understand things and lead well and understand why things are the way they are. And, but then also like we are here because of my job. And so is Heather doing well is, are the kids at school doing well? So a lot of mental built in things for sure. And also like, we want to thrive. Like we don't want to feel like, like a victim mentality or I hate when people like you're just surviving. It's like, no, I don't want to (laughs) like, like this is it, you know? And so it's like, we did move here because the Lord called us, but like, let's do this. Oh, like, yeah. Let's have it be awesome. But it's almost like, but I'm really tired. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's crazy, you know, us trying to balance all of that with the newborn and all the needs of the kids. Like, God's really entrusted us with a lot. And so to the point, I would think what we're talking about, there's never a perfect balance. And there's a constant adjustment to, like, what you're being pulled to, what I'm being pulled to. I think the very best thing we've learned to do is, you, you mentioned earlier, I'd say, too, we respect each other tremendously and we value immensely the role that you play and the role that I play and the roles are pretty clear you know and we support each other in that but the respect factor is absolutely critical and then just the willingness to communicate and check in and be like you know what's making you tired what's making you exhausted what's you know wearing you out what do you need how can I love you all those types of check-ins and Um, if we start to notice, it's not a combative, like, Hey, step it up or (laughs) things like that. It's like, Um, be better. (laughs) Hey, how, how are you? How can I pray for you? It's very positive, but, um, significant to help us move forward. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. A lot there. We could go down these paths. I know I'm trying to stop because I think our time's almost out, but I had other thoughts, but maybe a part three. Ooh, cliffhanger, (laughs) cliffhanger. 
Well, we appreciate you guys listening. We hope uh, you're doing well. We certainly pray for you, your family, your future marriage, all the things um, that are going on in your lives. And we hope that you continue to learn how to communicate and seek whatever balance means for your life. But thank you so much for listening. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with another episode. But until then, this is The Real Marriage Podcast. This podcast is produced by talkedits.com. You talk, we edit. If you like what you're hearing, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. And to connect with Griffin and Heather, visit them on Instagram at Real Marriage Podcast. That's at Real Marriage Podcast. And as always, thanks for listening. <laughs>